everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ion Icon, where we go around the ecosystem and give you the latest weekly news. And with me, as always, on this lazy Wednesday is David. How are you, man? Good afternoon, Fez. I'm doing great. The world's on fire and oh. I'm just relaxing, watching <laughs> everything turn dark, dark red. It's like the Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding all over again. Oh my God. Oh, yes. It, it's actually Thursday for us, but uh, a lot of the listeners will be probably listening to it Wednesday night. But uh, David, what I was going for was uh, there's a famous episode in Simpsons, you know, where Homer's like, ah, I love these lazy Saturdays. And uh, Marge is like, Homer, it's Wednesday. He's like, ah, going to be late for work. <laughs> and he runs <laughs> off. It was like one of those moments... Um, but we can't clown around. It is literally doom and gloom out there. It is... Um, oh, uh. It's the worst. It's the worst ever. It yeah. has gone from bad to worse to even worse. And the sheer amount of fallout and... Like, it's just... You know what? It never stopped, you know? Like, when Luna collapsed and the 3AC investment fund, they were insolvent. Like, it's it's just... It's still going. It's, this is all fallout. It's terrible. <sighs> Look, completely. And you know uh, what we're going to do today? We're going to quickly cover the Icon news a little bit later, but uh, let's spend a bit of time talking about what's happened because this this kind of impacts Icon. And um, but you can see this because uh, here you go. Like this is, we're down to 15 cents. Oh, well, actually, I hope people didn't get liquidated. This, this was a sharp drop. I actually had some collateral on the line, David. I was being a bit degen and... Um, I, I fortunately survived and for all our listeners, I'm showing the charts and at the moment we seem to have bounced off a low, well, we, we hit a low off on the four hourly of 14 cents basically and now we've come up to 15 and what I've penciled in, these blue lines are daily lines, apologies all, so um, if I switch to daily, uh, yeah, we're bang on. Uh, th this was like a last support point I found from the past. But yeah, so we're down to 50. We're hovering around 16 cents. Did you think we'd come back this low, David? Um, never, never. I, I, I thought we'd never see Icon underneath uh, a dollar again, you know, up to up to eight months ago. Mm. Uh, but the same for all the other stuff. So, mm. and you know what? Like, people say this. People say crypto is volatile. People say it's common in a bear market to retrace 80%. But just when you calculate those numbers, you're like, yeah, nah, that, not in my lifetime. Like, that's not going to happen. And it's, it's really happening. And it's so interesting to see if you, if you look at coin market cap, um, all the tokens have the exact same chart. Mm -hmm. But then there's the tokens that are in, in any single way connected to, F to the FTX exchange or Alamada Research, the the, the company t tightly linked, and the insolvent company tightly linked to FTX. Um, all those tokens have just gone a bit extra worse. You know, I'm talking Solana, um, oh. but I'm also talking, yeah, yeah Uniswap, SushiSwap, and they it's 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 unfair because these are DeFi projects that essentially are, uh, you know, they originated to battle this type of like disregard of funds like on-chain transparency but the problem being that ftx or alamada research one of the two has a lot of the sushi and the uni tokens on their balance sheets and oh, okay. everyone everyone realizes that that's all going to have to be dumped on the market because of them being insolvent they have to claw back any money they can mm. get so all those tokens that are on their balance sheets are taking an extra hit um, I don't think Alamada or FTX was holding Icon, so we don't take that extra hit. Thank God. <laughs> the perks of people, you know, uh, not not hitting mainstream yet. Whew. Uh, so look, and, and let's dive into that. But just quickly, while we're on the market, so even looking at the top dogs like BTC, what did we have? Oof, BTC fell. Ignore this blue line. Let's get rid of this blue line. What we hit a low off fifteen thousand eight hundred. Wow. And we're seeing a bounce. I'm not convinced, though. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, every Actually, yeah, I'm not convinced of this bounce because every time we've we've talked about this, the next day it goes the opposite way, David. So fingers crossed that we have that effect again. Uh, mm. But look, yeah, uh, overall, just terrible day in the markets. And 
here is a fantastic thread written by uh, this guy. He, he apparently, David, you, you were telling me he put out a tweet a couple months ago claiming that FTX and stuff were insolvent, right? Indeed. He, he actually kind of brags about it in the beginning of his thread here where he says, um, uh, yo, uh, I saw this coming and I clicked his... Uh, I saw this coming thread mm. and it was actually like a, a 10 part or 14 part thread on literally two months ago of him pointing out everything that wasn't really feeling or looking great with FTX, board members leaving, products launching, other products not launching. Everything was just kind of missing the ball. In the meanwhile, you know, they're naming arenas and doing all sorts of stuff. And then he's showing up in, in, in US politics all of a sudden. Uh, trying to steer regulation or whatever. And for this guy, it was reason to say, yeah, uh, something's off, which, you know, kudos to him mm. uh, for keeping an eye on all that and also being able to draw those conclusions. Um, so, yeah, he, he refers to that and then he goes on to explain what happens here. And for the listeners, this is uh, the Twitter account is IshanB22. And the guy has a 34-piece thread on what's going down with the FTX collapse and um, mm. what's what's going on in terms of speculation and rumors. And then lastly, the contagion. So like which other parties, like I just mentioned Uniswap tokens, but there's other blockchain projects that will be hurt by this in ways that you didn't really think were possible before. For example, there's rumor of projects having their treasuries on FTX, you know, so you can have like an amazing a uh, uh, new blockchain plan with an mm. amazing team and everything's great and then one day you wake up and, and all your funding's gone because it was at that um it was there well, most of it was there david i saw a tweet el salvador apparently had their funds on ftx <laughs> i mean i don't know how real this is but the btc uh but there was someone going yep the the one man who took down the nation <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when we laughed true. it's terrible that that can't be it, true it can't be you're right it you're can't right. be so, yeah, no, David, can you go through it? I, I guess one of the biggest call-outs is if you didn't know this and this is your first time listening um, since, you know, the other shenanigans where CZ was going to step in and save the day, but it's not the case. The Binance deal is dead, apparently, David. Now, how quickly? They obviously got a quick look at the books and went, fuck it, we're out. <laughs> like, there's no other words to say this. Like, that's it, yeah. they're done. And, uh, yeah, then then... What what else? What are, what are some key callouts? Like you can already see things aren't going well. He's he's shown that the websites aren't loading, and oh my god, withdrawals are locked, so people can't get their funds out. Uh, apparently, it, I indeed. heard FTX US you can still. People were processing uh, withdrawals. Yeah, so the US market has these tighter and stricter regulations, which is why um, platforms have US versions of their platforms. There's a Binance US, there's an FTX US, um, and they are basically decoupled from the, let's call it the international version of their of the same exchange yeah. because of regulation. And that's the reason why the international version of FTX has done what it's done and why it's going the way it's going. But the US version uh, is, is essentially healthy. They're looking to sell it because they want they need their money. Um, apparently, Kraken has expressed interest and Gemini may have expressed interest in buying the US version of FTX, oh. but not the international version. So everywhere else, um, you're not going to be able to take your money out. And it seems that uh, after the Luna collapse and the Three Arrows Capital uh, fallout, you know how there's bad debt in the industry everywhere? Mm. Um, and projects were quick to rush out and say, everything's fine, we have no exposure or whatever. Yeah, because crypto doesn't might... have bad debt. No, not, no such thing. Um, <laughs> and now it turns out that, you know, the on-chain sleuths, they've been searching for what's been happening left and right, uh, going into these records. And the, the graph that you pull up right now shows... Mm this amazing bounce in the FTT token supply, some trickery with having it locked or unlocked um, or vesting. Anyways, what they were doing is they were using their own token to, uh, yeah, yeah, to, 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 uh, uh, to prop up their collateral, basically. So on the one side of the balance sheet, you have what you own. On the other side, you have what you owe. And what they owe is a is a shit ton of real dollars. And on the other side, what they own is a shit ton of their own token, which is useless. 
So once people started realizing that this was the case for them, they started selling off the token, price came down, and you know it just got exposed. I wonder the gap. They say six billion, eight billion. Others are saying more and more is becoming apparent, and it's even bigger. Um, and what about all those uh, companies and projects? You know, they're, they're all diving into their books to see. Damn, do we have any exposure here? Like, are we in some way connected? Because everything's interlinked with these types of investment firms right oh yeah look i think it's super interesting like this graph was you know it's it's like why didn't people go investigating earlier we always say this after the accident but uh, i found this interesting because uh, you know we had quite a lot of things happen early on with people leaving ftx and and then this guy summarized that it is likely because of what happened with the q2 loss losses um 3ac and luna like they weren't they that everything wasn't fine after that so it goes to show this guy who was meant to be this he was portraying himself sam F freeman F uh, is it Fre uh, bank bankman freed bankman freed but sam sam's his nickname right sam yeah uh, yeah or his first name however oh, you want to call yeah, it yeah, yeah. sam i'll call him sammy boy um so sammy boy over here is there gallivanting everything like he's a savior and and he's trying to save you know celsius he was trying to save every everyone but in the at that very time where he was portraying this role which he's actually portrayed in his entire stint uh he this was happening in the background it's unbelievable like it is super shocking uh then I found this, the next point, so Solana, like I've had this question asked to me, oh, what about Solana? And in my head I was thinking, oh, but this this is a blockchain, like, it's fine, like, but then I realized that, oh, probably FTX has a huge stash, given it's, you know. Um, they were buying up everything at like $3.80. Remember the famous tweet where he says, sell me all your Solana, I'll buy all your Solana. Yeah, yeah. And this is what he's doing it to save the day now. So there could be a bit of world of pain there. Like I've seen contradicting reports here around Solana. Like, uh, but I've seen Solana come out the chain and and put up this massive thread about their big dev ecosystem, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now uh, I don't think the chain will die. I mean, like the chain seems to be running and etc. I think we're already seeing its price get impacted and it probably won't stop for a little while. But I don't know. Uh, it seems like, yeah. uh, what is it? The oracles and stuff are being paused. So a lot of the DeFi stuff isn't working as as planned because of mass liquidations uh, yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is crazy. And I, I doubt that projects like solana will will die just like luna died or like the ftt is token is most likely to die i doubt these projects will die maybe they might prove to be if you get in at exactly exactly the right spot they might be proving to be the buy of the lifetime mm. but they're definitely getting the 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 the, the brunt of it right now like mm. these these connected linked linked to ftx projects are getting hit the hardest yeah. so if your name of your project pops up anywhere in these like leaks and these balance sheets and whatnot you can tell that the token is just going to do an extra red 10 percent yeah look the legal team's abandoned ship ship uh there there's an eight billion apparently eight billion dollar hole in the balance sheet i mean how does one get that far and think it's fine guys everything's fine yeah. it's about to turn around no no it doesn't happen and what about like the uh, multi-year million-dollar sponsorships that they've got going left, right, and center? Like I watch Formula One, and they're on the Mercedes team car. They're on the suit. They're on the helmet. Like FTX is all over that car, and I wonder what's going to happen. Like you know, there's. I mean, surely they didn't pay. Oh, there it is. Actually, you're looking at it right now. It's number th number thirteen on your screen yeah. so that's a big list of all these of the contagion essentially so who's exposed to this who has who may have a problem mm -hmm. and on number 13 right above giselle and tom brady we find the mercedes formula one team so this is not like this is not going away shortly this is this is just yeah, the yeah, q2 uh it's it never stopped. I think is is, is the, my conclusion. It never once Luna started 
collapsing, uh, that fallout, it just hasn't stopped yet. Like, that might go on for well, a while. David, I, I heard a rumor as well just, just moments ago that USDT, USDT is depegging. Now, this, this happened last FUD cycle as well in terms of the last crash and where everything Luna was dying. Uh, then yeah, US- they're stable. Yeah, they're stable. So I, I don't know if this is true, but I, I was I was expecting this to happen at some point given what's going on at the moment. But mm. um, Yeah, I did read um, that the USDN, the Neutrino uh, stable token, which is, I think, by Waves unsure about that i think that was depegging as well i think reports everyone's like hawkeye now on these uh, stables and this yeah. entire infrastructure because the whole ecosystem you know but what would happen if everything fez everything comes crashing down we we'd rebuild it right uh i hope <laughs> yes yes of course look at the end of the day you, you know uh even the last crash you know what didn't break like your original DeFi one protocols, your lending protocols like Aave and things like that. Um, uh, what was the other? Even your MakerDAO, the, those at its core, they all functioned as design. In fact, during those processes like Celsius, it's, it's the reason it crashed and burned for many other reasons. It, it took all the funds and then went. <laughs> went to maker and borrowed against it and and Aave and other protocols and then when it was all coming crashing down they couldn't care about anyone else it doesn't matter if lawyers were knocking nothing like that the smart contract is programmed to do this very thing at this price it will liquidate you there's no way around it you can't even you can't go behind the door and go hey buddy uh, to the smart contract and try and you know wheel and deal yeah. no so their priority was trying to get that as low as possible so that they didn't get um liquidated so no i i, I if it all were to crash i think they'll still be those fundamental um, uh, applications and that infrastructure will still be there operating through the crash and just keep running post that. Now, what it means for us. Yes, David. Yeah. I was just going to say after that, less inflated because it's, it's the leverage Mm. mechanisms that inflate Mm. money creates money. And then that kind of goes exponentially up, up. And when it comes crashing down, it, comes crashing down the way it is but if the fundament is there you could start again is my thought mm. <laughs> you know this is a very uh opportunistic take on something that is going to hurt for yeah. a while yeah okay, okay. let's let's how stop. about that yeah. should we drop it yeah should we oh god we go, we go some um... water now oh god everything's oh no this is too much doom and gloom let's 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 turn to some happy real times. news yeah. yeah real news there we go oh Fresh off the block, real news, 16-bit Fight Club, season two. Yes, full disclosure, part of this project. So, uh, But uh, it's been a while, and it looked like bear markets, times, and nothing was happening. But in the background, a few things were happening. Now, this is an actual GIF, and it's not loading properly because it's a screenshot. But essentially, season two is about to kick off, uh, and the pre-activities are happening and if you aren't in the Discord, get in there, join the Discord. Hello, Chuckabo's got an announcement video and a few other things. And one of the first things uh, that is uh, kicking off is if you were part of the first season, at the end of it, everyone in the community who did different things got awarded these retro consoles because, you know, the project's around 16-bit Fight Club with the 16-bit bit, um, characters, etc. So uh, they got these consoles... Uh, dedicated to those the that era and each of these consoles have different perks and you didn't have to buy it or anything you just got it uh, for being part of the community and playing different roles so first uh, what those perks were no one knew and they're slowly getting revealed but uh, if you are a console holder of a certain type this is the announcement there's 100 icx to be one you can actually put in the name and a bit of a backstory of the name of the character that you're trying to name which is this guy he looks an awful like a lot like um so well people will know it if you if you see him this guy here and you think oh he looks like yeah you're right uh, that that's it, it is meant to be a bit of a parody in terms of looking like certain uh, characters on that era uh but 
yeah, so get in there, take part in the competition. If your name gets picked, you get it. It is your name to the character, the story, a little bit of the blurb around it. Um, and also you win 100 ICX, which I do realize at this point isn't a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but when the uh, crypto archaeologists are listening to this podcast in 2097, they'll be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a question about this. Yes. These characters, are they um, like original characters or are they the characters? Because I'm not home, like 16-bit fighting and all that. It's slightly before my time. I was more of a FIFA 98 and a V Rally mm. on the PS1. Yep. But so these characters, are they, are they intellectual property from uh, real games or are no, these no. all created these are all created from scratch um right. however there, there's certain look a lot there's a bit of playfulness in there as well right yep. so they're they throwback homage to that era but they're all new characters their own style that it's not copied there there's a hundred percent um it's not just taking an existing character and recreated it in an nft form or anything like that so yep. um that that's yes anything else Dave? no that was a question oh yeah i was also wondering um if i like um if I pick the name Penis Face for my character, uh, do you reserve the right to politically reject that? Uh, you know what? I don't know, but yeah. Ooh, that's a good name now that I think of it. It's actually in the announcement, as I'm just reading it in one of the bottom lines <laughs> right <laughs> above the, Yeah. I haven't... Oh, God. Yes, there we go. <laughs> this shows how much I've, I've been keeping atten uh, paying attention to it. As such, so the answer is yes. Yes, yes, we do. There you go. Well done, David. Well done. Um, but... Look, uh, super excited about this. I know um, Hello Chocobo has been doing a ton of work around the streaming events and stuff like that to get people engaged, especially during bear markets. I I'm going to be there in all the events this time as well. I'm going to have some fun. And uh, yeah, get in there, uh, join, take part. Uh, th so this season is 16 of the male characters because season one was female. So it'll all be uh, around the male characters. And then season three will be the next step. So enough on that. Next up, I don't know if you noticed, a tweet went out for Blobble World. And we had we had a, a, a long time sleeper here on our hands. And mm. uh, seems like it woke up. Blobble World, a CPS funded project, an NFT project set to launch on Snow Blockchain. Yep. And if you thought it wasn't or it had disappeared it hadn't it needed the chain to launch now that the chain is launched it's in the final phases here you can see a bit of a revamped site oh, actually let's just refresh it and oh yeah very sleek with the effects but it's not published yet already so i am not going to scroll any further but overall uh, this is going to be a cool little nft game um in the browser uh, we're working you know if you didn't know iron icon had has a node and this wonderful feature where you can connect your wallet. Oh, I don't know what happened there. And uh, once you connect your wallet, you know, it tells you if you've voted for dead nodes or nodes that aren't doing anything. And you can reallocate those nodes to Iron Icon, those votes to Iron Icon. And the guy who did it for us was Paul, which is also who is building Blobble. So it, it turns out David has lent his expertise in, in website building and I have... Um, gotten in there with some tokenomics information i get very passionate about it but super excited uh, around intertwining the tokenomics uh, in in different ways uh, and unique ways so and I'll, I'll stop there because again as david the wise one has warned me until it's all like tested and and it's deliverable we are not to announce such super awesome features I'll stop. David, stop giving me the eye, David. Stop it. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, let's move it's, on. It's brilliant. It's a sneak peek. Let's yeah, move on. Let's move on. Just just one one bit of alpha. No, okay, David. No, let's move on. Uh, Craft. So, Craft just released their update. Okay, so it's great to see. You know, they, they have been progressively updating um, lots of little features on, on the site. Uh, what what I did like, it was... It was Good to see this. Based on this paragraph, basically it's saying that they're going to kickstart their BTP using BTP X call, which is the V2. So V2 of BTP, which you know from the 
reports, dev reports, is being worked on. What's uh, Scott and Co. Where Scott sits and works with Icon Loop and stuff like that. And uh, it looks like that's that work is wrapping up where it can get into the integration phase. And part of that, you would have seen a CPS proposal, which they have, um, it got approved. They are allocating resources to get a jump start to build a, that feature out and implement it in craft, which enables them to be interoperable uh, with NFTs. So uh, this is not using Icon Bridge to be very clear. And it, it's good to see they seem to be targeting quarter two for uh go live which is then you've got to read between the lines implying that that's when we're looking at that tech uh basically to be out and adopted so mm, interesting uh and then david what else did you take away the website loading speed has uh, been improved and that was my key takeaway from this uh, announcement because it has a little Formula One car and it brought my mind back to FTX sponsoring the Mercedes team. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking about that again. Oh boy, I shouldn't though. Um, yeah, no, my key takeaways um, is definitely the BTP aspect where they uh, uh, propagate the X-Call service. This is in the in the latest like YouTube video by the foundation uh or by the Icon Network YouTube channel, Scott talks about this X call service, mm. the arbitrary call service, and very to put it short, um, when people think blockchain interoperability, they talk about you know moving tokens from one chain to another, and BTP's X call uh, enables uh, transferring data or messages from one chain to another, and in a data or uh, in a message or in data, you you can put everything and anything. You know, not just a token data, but you could put entire smart contracts inside data and move them across. Now, BTP being targeted to become chain agnostic um, would imply that any and every blockchain that supports smart contracts would then be able to use the XCall service to uh, transfer data in between these blockchains. And that's an exciting thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the first use case, like the tangible use case that we can all understand and kind of connect with, uh, when we talk about transferring data uh, as opposed to tokens would be um, NFTs, right? So it's 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 uh, no surprise to see that Kraft is on the money here. And to be fair, it was Kraft's, it is Kraft's pitch interoperability in the NFT uh, landing mm. space. That's why some people are hardcore Kraft as well, because they see this as a, as a big move. Mm. Uh, just, just a correction there, David. Uh, so not... You won't be able to send entire smart contracts in the messaging. Uh, the messaging infrastructure will work kind of... You can send any specific task the way you want as a protocol. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a super generalized, but but that that's essentially it. So the X-Call service allows... So Balance, for example, Balance could deploy some logic they need on one side on um, Binance Smart Chain... And then through this X-Call service, a user will go in and go, hey, I want to borrow a Mint BNUSD with BTC. They click one button and the X-Call will then uh, facilitate, send a message onto that logic, lock the user's BTC um, on Binance Smart Chain. The user doesn't see all this. It just happens with a click. But this is kind of what the messaging is doing. Sending it, the message comes back, and it's verified. Yep. And all of a sudden, the user is minted BNUSD. So um, uh, that, that's a very, again, a specific task. But you can start to see how protocols like Ohm, Balance, or all the ones we have can start creating their own use cases, what their protocols actually do uh are natively on icon they can now facilitate all of this without the user having to wrap transfer add etc it can it can make it more seamless so yeah um, yeah, it's yeah so would it be fair to say that you're not sending up and down you're not sending smart contracts up and down but you're basically facilitating smart contract interactions up and down you're, yes, you're having yes because your message yeah. yeah yeah your message uh, the message from one side is being sent to the other to do and it can be as simple to your point, yes, or as complicated. So it could do three steps on there um, via that message and then come back a certain way. So um, uh, obviously, 
everything you know there's a level of complication that comes with it the the more you try to do but um yeah overall that this is what i know they're all excited apparently the entire industry will move to this kind of transfers uh, i think it's it's safer but underlying it doesn't just remove it remove the risk entirely you know um there there all, always will be risks but let's see it will be good to get that formal that the tech is ready for adoption etc um yeah yeah. yeah, and to get use cases built on it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What, what is there? Yeah. So um, let's move on to Balance because they're, uh, you know, one of the main uh, players in this as well. They're one of the main dApps in the Icon ecosystem, and uh, they've just launched their update for November. And they actually mentioned that they're working on a uh, uh, interface or a UI for transferring tokens with with the Icon Bridge technology. Mm. Uh, in other words, they're building a use case on icon interoperability as well. It's 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 something that, yeah, it's the next step, right? Yeah, yeah. Where where did it say that? I didn't kind of see that. Uh, hmm. Um. So yeah, you're right now. Um. So I read the uh, tweet in which they kind of summarized their uh, update. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so I read the the key pointers on the update, and now you're in the real update. And I think it's all the way at the top, actually, somewhere around um, uh, the IconBridge UI improvements. Uh, and it may well have been their goals for next month, right? When I read uh, the updates, I'm always curious to scroll down and see, okay, <laughs> mm. what's next? What's next? I'm impatient like that as well. Yeah, there we go. UI, uh, the grant was approved, which would simplify future integration. So, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, so look, uh, I think overall that that was a great call out. You can see that the implementation will be boosted. Balance went ahead of schedule and far better than they hoped. There is one call out though, David. If you're listening right now and you haven't gone and checked out Balance yet and you did have some Balance staked, go and, and at least unstake it in then decide what you want to do, how long you want to lock it for, because the current state, if you haven't unstaked it since the update, you're not earning fees, you're not earning anything. So get yeah. in there and make the tough calls. And, you know, if you want to be a DJ like me and David, do it. Lock it for four years, but not financial advice, uh, you know. <laughs> to Definitely really. not. Yes. Um, very interesting point. If you look at the third uh, underneath their front end, back end uh, summary, actually, no. Underneath their smart contract summary, their third uh, bullet point, mm. they began creating and testing uh, the environment for the BTP X-Call service. So that's literally what we just talked about on the craft NFT side of things. Mm. Balanced is also working towards exploring the implementation of sending messages cross-chain for whatever next-level use case uh, they're going to pursue there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a good takeaway. I think it's um, good that these dApps are preparing to enable these use cases yeah. once the technology is there. Sometime in the future, it will get released, but you need dApps to then open up their, the doors, swing open the doors and say, well, come and use it. You know, mm. we're craft, come and use it. We're balanced, come and use it. If no one does that, then Icon is sitting in the corner with the newly... Uh, <laughs> technology and it's like yeah we've got this <laughs> and now <laughs> and, what and and this is the thing so when it's released and people need to build and it's good to see that uh obviously there's a bit more information flowing through off the build in its final stages so the teams that would adopt it can start you know they're previewing it and building out in their applications and that, that's what yeah. this is so um, and then I think you're going to be very happy with the next tweet. Um, if you want to pull up, uh, oh yes, God's tweet rebalancing. This is Fez's. Uh, is your favorite feature in the entire world of crypto, isn't it? I love it. I, I love when my stack just vaporizes, and then uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. But then when it, it magically appears, I love it. But then uh, I just hate it. I like I just the, the very nature of it uh, and and people know like if you're a first time listener no i'm not i'm not bagging the protocol i love balanced uh and a big fan of what scott's doing so and he knows how much i hated rebalancing i've had many a conversation with him but no we have to lose this feature so so for him to 
drop a tweet that saying, I think it's time to get rid of it once and for all. I <sighs> It was yeah, a good day. If, 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 if you're unclear about rebalancing or what it is, um, so on the balanced platform, you can um, deposit icon tokens as collateral and you can borrow a BNUSD stablecoin uh, against that. But in traditional platforms, your collateral uh, remains in place and it doesn't get touched by anyone or anything. But in the balance protocol, there is a mechanism called rebalancing where collateral of uh, people who've deposited collateral is actually used to keep the BNUSD peg at $1. And it's a nifty mechanism that kind of, you know, on uh, on chain keeps keeps the keeps the peg for BNUSD, but as a result, uh, people would see their collateral amount, their hard-earned ICX uh, that they kind of placed there, uh, either come down or grow. And even though these shifts in movements were uh, often favorable uh, in terms of uh, how much you were actually paying when your stash grew, or you were selling at a premium if it dropped down, the the the, the sheer idea that you that your collateral gets touched by a mechanism that you have no control over is something that you know was just generally disliked by a lot of people, mm. um, Fez included. And then there was a couple of events, like a Black Swan event, I think around the Luna collapse or whatever, when um, the peg came under so much pressure that the rebalancing mechanism actually spun out of control a bit, and it became a bit of a uh, a bit of a shit show. I'd say people who were never close to getting liquidated now got really close or they even got liquidated uh, without them realizing it uh, and they weren't able to get their collateral out for because you know they uh, it grew that much or the other way around like I'm not entirely sure about the details I just remember reading a lot of yeah. a lot of hassle and a lot of struggle and complaints yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time I was happy I was happy that because of this I was happy that at the time I didn't have any uh, collateral posted up and uh, borrowed against that because um, it's t to date people are referencing that uh, when they're being angry and annoyed on Twitter. They're saying um, that liquidation wave on, on mm. balance due to the rebalancing mechanism. Some say spinning out of control. Others say working exactly as intended. Yeah, uh, but it's just not something that makes people happy. And no. you're and frothing at the mouth, Fez. <laughs> yeah, look... I mean, since then, the stability fund got introduced and that uh, that's why you probably noticed he's talking about getting rid of it, but it hasn't. Rebalancing just hasn't happened. I don't know if in this crash if much happened, but overall, when the stability mechanism got put in place, people were able to arb the peg with other stables and it made it far simpler and, and the rebalancing mechanism didn't need to kick in. But uh, overall... He has proposed something written up in great detail. I would love to break this down with David, but I also haven't fully understood. Like, I, it, it's, it makes sense. But in a way, when I'm reading it, I'm just reading another rebalancing version. So I was telling David that. that but I know when if we get Scott on to talk about it, he'll articulate it brilliantly with his examples and walk us through it and will be like, as he's walking us through it, we'll be buy, buying more balanced on the side going, yes, <laughs> yes. No, not financial advice, but it, it's good. Uh, what what I like is like, th this feature wasn't something like, even when I was like, got to get rid of it. One thing I understood though was, it was the core part of the protocol. This is essentially how the protocol maintained the stable coins peg. So uh, with the stability fund coming in play and kind of, uh, resolving a lot of that, then it's obviously given Scott a lot of time to think how can they further remove this aspect altogether, especially with the cross-chain play coming into um, coming into focus now for us to further expand and gain reach for the protocols and for ICON in general. But yeah, definitely check it out. Let's, um, you know what we do need to do, David? We uh, we need to know, make sure that everyone knows we're sponsored by the monks. And today is that day where we give away. What are we giving away today? We're giving away NFTs, but they're not ours. They're mm -hmm. the monks' NFTs. Oh, oh yes, because they sponsor the show. See, that's why we're giving away their NFTs. And what NFTs are these exactly? Icon ecosystem NFTs um, <laughs> like Yetis, Wonder Game, Project Nebula, Claw. Uh, monks collaborations with 
Ping Pongs, Peel Guys, Crazy Cats, the whole shebang. Yep. Okay, so let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to spin the wheel. We've got a list of um, people. Why, why have they ended up on the wheel, David? Give, give me a 10-second version. If you interact or contribute to the Ohm Finance Protocol on Discord or Twitter, you will get selected to get your name on the wheel. The way it works is you get uh, a preliminary NFT by the monks, and that gets your name on the wheel. And then we spin the wheel, and then you get an even better NFT if you're lucky. And if your name is Crypto Jason, then you are a lucky guy. You are lucky. Oh, my God. Let's see what you've won. Okay, quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh, there's so many. There's Yetis. There's... uh, Oh, God, I should think of other... Uh, oh, yeah, it looks like, well, <laughs> you want a Yeti. Yes. Uh, yes, Yeti 1701. And I don't know what rarity is it. Could it be a cloud? Could it be? Don't know. But that's the Yeti you've won. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, Crypto Jason. And thank you again, Monks, for sponsoring the show. Let's move on. They they are a good crew. What have we got next? We were going to look at the uh, news coming from Icon CPS. Um what is so it? The, the, Break it the down. Decentralized grants on Icon, right? Mm. You have an idea. You want to build on Icon. You can put in a proposal. You can request hard dollar cash. Um, and Icon validators who secure, protect, and care for the network will vote whether that project uh, comes through or not. Now, they're upgrading the whole system. So mm. they've already migrated part of it to Java. And now they're going to migrate the latter two-thirds to Java. And to do so, they have to pause the uh, application mechanism. But there is no delay in the application timeline. We usually go from two weeks of applying to two weeks of voting. And this cycle repeats. Uh, Right now, we're in the two weeks of applying, but you can't apply. Hmm. But you will be able to apply within these two weeks. So if you have applications sitting, waiting to to get them in, just keep an eye on these uh, updates that are being pushed through these these Java updates, and you will be able to put in your proposal before the period ends. That is what's been reassured in the last uh, tweet in this thread. Mm. So that's just uh, Icon CPS, um, yeah, upgrading. Cool, okay. Then the next thing... Now, we won't spend too much time here. We have talked about this. So we saw this this page pop up by the foundation uh, that talked about various things, but there was one that broke down the various grants, which happens one of them in CPS. The other one is the Icon Foundation grants. And it, it, it's funny. If you click on the grants, it takes you to the foundation's GitHub. But then there, under here, there's a link. And I don't know if people have noticed this. It's request for proposals. So... Uh, I'm going to click on this. It loads the Notion page up. But essentially, and, and this is so good to see happening. If you if you hadn't already listened to Eric, who is one of the technical leads, uh, the update, the technical update he gives. So this is what he's been doing in the background to kind of like the chain. There's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be done. Icon Loop can't sit there doing everything. You know, the the nature of blockchain is, and when it's the open source and stuff like that is, uh, if you want to decentralize, as people contribute, right? Now, uh, maybe uh, this is my view entirely. David may agree, but obviously, people just don't know what to start contributing, right? In general, like they may not be thinking strategically or just not understand what exactly is needed. Uh, desperately by our ecosystem or for the chain or to onboard devs. So uh, if they don't actually get some direction or uh, just shown like this is this is the kind of the feature set we need or this is where our areas are focused. Do you have the skill set? Can people do do these things? Then nothing gets done. So this this is one of the things uh, I love about this is we uh, they've created a whole bunch of like Java tutorials, all kinds of different things that need to be created um, and this is around content, I believe, um, and more technical content. So it's like, oh, first David, we can do we can do some videos. No, no, the, these are videos far beyond what we we understand. Uh, but if if you do know, they they're called well, what are they called again, David? R uh, R F P S request for proposals. 
and it's a concept that I didn't even know existed uh, no a while back. It's it's yeah, like you said, it's basically uh, the foundation giving people hints. This mm. hey, if if you would if you can build this, mm. that would be very helpful. And uh, if you click them, you know they they explain what the scope is, why this is helpful, um, and they ask you to put in a proposal. So tell us what you think you need. Tell us what you think, it, how much time it will take, what kind of resources, um, and we can work something out. Hmm. And, you know, ideally, uh, 20 teams would come uh, marching in now. They'd all pick up one. They'd write up proposals. Ideally, ideally, another 20 teams would come walking in, write up um, competing proposals, and then the best ones, you know, they, they, they filter up and, uh, uh, and they do the work and, and, and the ecosystem grows. Mm. And this is, uh, I think, commonplace in the industry. Uh, it's always been there. It's just not been visible. And now with this push to like open sourcing uh, production more and, 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 and the processes, uh, this has become visible. So it's the first time I'm seeing anything like it. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could do one of these. Mm. I wish I could build like a, uh, a map of BTP network. Click that one. What does that say? What, what okay map of btp network oh, talk about a long load it doesn't like that david oh there we go creating a tool for tracking the map of the btp enabled network so uh, purpose and scope uh, provide tools to enable interface for tracking the network api not out of our league the second I see API, I'm like, oh, back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. overall, like we joke, but there should be a ton of people who have that skill set to kind of go, oh, okay, this is what. Now, one thing though, if I was being a little critical, David, here is I would, if we know the type of work, it would go, it would be good to see some kind of range estimation expected like, I don't know, for me, like when I'm going to do some work, if I don't know an industry standard or what the rates are, stuff like that, it's it's very hard to to scope what kind of cost. Because yeah. I, I could go through the process of applying to do this and put down some ridiculous amount and uh, get it gets rejected and we've just lost an entire month because I yeah. just didn't know. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, so like um, indication. Something like that. But yeah, look, this this is great. I, I did not know this. This is one of the things. The reason why we wanted to close out the episode like this was if you're validators, devs, or people listening, and you were wondering how to contribute, in, or you wanted some paid work, essentially, here is a range of work that we need done uh, for, for the chain. Uh, and yeah, get in there. And you know what? If you're not sure, I encourage you to get in there and then jump on Discord and actually tag like Eric uh, and, and he will answer some questions. If you're genuinely interested in, in putting something through and you needed more clarity and that did not give you the clarity you need, yeah, get in touch with him. I'm sure he'll love us for, for making sure people <laughs> tag him directly. But no, definitely it's something you want to do. Um do it and get a hold of Eric and have a chat to him and then kick off the process for the application. Yeah. Wow. I think we did it, Fez. We did it. 48 minutes. Well done. Uh, okay. What what else have we missed? No, nothing. The only... Look, uh, we are uh, going to get Eric on the show. Actually, just trying to lock in. It's taken a little longer. Eric's ready, uh, but I kind of want to david on there as well when we get him on so we both are there rather than just me doing the interview um, and we're going to get him to talk through a lot of these changes and what exactly is happening in icon from a technical perspective because uh, that he has consistently now for two quarters been providing written articles dev up de- uh no and doing uh AMAs. technical technical yep um technical updates amas and discord but at the same time i kind of wanted to make sure we are broadcasting that to the community and in case any p reps validators and stuff that weren't aware all this was happening and do listen to the podcast uh, get that information as well so uh, hopefully 
in the next week or something we should record it and have that episode drop as well on top of the weekly news you know uh at on top not on top added like you know the weekly news and that two episodes a week is what i'm getting at my god i'm tired david the markets they just they just smashed me today it's just it is tiring like the your twitter feed refreshes at like 10 times the rate yeah. and i've read about you know 30 threads in the last uh, in the last uh, couple of hours and then take and it then, to bed wake up with it exactly and then while i'm reading the market carnage i've got god of god of war sitting there and i'm just like oh i could take out some of this rage there but it's too risky david like i could get liquidated <laughs> any second no i am not i've not got any um I'm not. You're lucky, aren't you? You're you're the only guy in on the southern hemisphere who actually has a PS5. Hey, hey, <laughs> yes, I lucked out. I went and registered at multiple uh, outlets, and one day, funny story, David. One day, I got a call. One of them said, "Your PS5's here. You can collect it." I'm like, "Awesome." I get another call on the same day from the other store in some other in another town. Your PS5's here as well. I'm like, "Oh my god!" When it rains, it pours. And then I got a third call. My Xbox had arrived at a, at a store. <laughs> then I was faced with quite the conundrum. I can what, imagine. Now, what to buy and what what to tell my wife. <laughs> oh, good times. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, look, actually, on that note, though, uh, there are more PS5s. Uh, I've started to notice now stores, they're becoming readily available. In fact, um, a random store just had stock for a few days which is unheard of. I can see you Googling. This is the biggest Googling. news of the day. <laughs> this is the <laughs> biggest news. <laughs> oh. Right. Okay. Well, to everyone listening, anyone making it this far, thank you very much. Um, mm. Please note that none of this has been financial advice, has it? Not at Do all. Do your own research. We're just two guys up to no good uh, talking about the thing they love most, which is uh, bloody red markets in crypto at the moment. So oh. thanks for listening and bye. Bye.